Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. Mother's Day is next Monday, and before we start the show... I want to tell you a little story. May 11th, 1997 was Mother's Day, and I lost my mom on Mother's Day. So I started playing this song called IOU, and I got a call after the show from one of our listeners, and she was crying. And she said, Dawn, I was on the way to the cemetery to put flowers on my mother's grave and I heard this song and I want to thank you for all the special memories it brought back. So for all the moms that are here with us and the ones that are in heaven, this special song tells the whole story and I hope you enjoy it. You know, most people look through their wallets or their pocketbooks and way down at the bottom past the credit cards, baby pictures, and green stamps. You usually find a little old dog-eared piece of poetry. I was cleaning out my wallet the other day, and I ran across a whole bunch of IOUs, some of them 30 years overdue. You know, the funny thing is that all these IOUs are owed to one person. And I felt like maybe right now might be a pretty good time for an accounting. Mom, I sure hope you're listening. Sweet lady, I owe you for so many things. A lot of services. Like night watchman, for instance. Laying awake nights listening for coughs and cries creaking floorboards and me coming in too late. <laughs> oh, you had the eye of an eagle and the roar of a lion. But you always had a heart as big as a house. I owe you for services as a short-order cook, chef, baker, for making sirloin out of hamburgers, turkey out of tuna fish, and two big old strapping boys out of leftovers. I owe you for cleaning services, for the daily scrubbing of face and ears, all work done by hand, and for the frequent dusting of a small boy's pants to try to make sure that he led a spotless life, and for washing and ironing that no laundry could ever do for drying the tears of childhood and ironing out the problems of growing up. I owe you for services as a bodyguard, for protecting me from the terrors of thunderstorms and nightmares, too many green apples. And Lord knows I owe you for medical attention, for nursing me through measles, mumps, bruises, bumps, splinters, and spring fever. Oh, and let's not forget medical advice. Important things like 
don't scratch it or it won't get well. Or uh, if you cross your eyes, they're going to stick like that. And probably the most important advice of them all, boy, you be sure you got on clean underwear in case you're in an accident. And I owe you for veterinarian services, for feeding every lost dog that I dragged home at the end of the rope, and for healing the pains of puppy love. And I owe you for entertainment, entertainment that uh, kept the household going during some pretty rough times, and for wonderful productions at Christmas, Fourth of July, and birthdays and for making make-believe come true on a very, very limited budget. I owe you for construction work, for building kites and confidence, hopes and dreams. And somehow, you made them all touch the sky. And for cementing the family together so it'd stand the worst kinds of shocks and blows, and for laying down a good, strong foundation to build a life on. I owe you for carrying charges, for carrying me on your books for the necessities of life that a growing boy somehow just got to have. Things like a pair of high-top boots with a little pocket on the side for a jackknife. And one thing, Mom, I will never, ever forget. When there were only two pieces of apple pie and three hungry people, I, I noticed that... Uh, you were always the one that suddenly decided that you didn't really like apple pie in the first place. These are just a very few of the things for which payment's long overdue. The person I owe them to worked very, very cheap. She managed simply by doing without a whole lot of things that she needed herself. My IOUs add up to a lot more than I can ever hope to repay. But you know the nicest thing about it all is that I know that she'll mark the entire bill paid in full for just one kiss and four little words. Mom, I love you. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the Good evening, fans, and welcome once again to Wrapping on Racing, May 3rd, 2021. Dave, on May 29th, 2016, the racing community lost a legend when we lost Dal Carnahan. 
That's right, Don. And I was doing some research, and I looked back, and I really couldn't believe it's been five years since that day. I mean, I remember the phone call, the original phone call I got from you know Carol Gamble, and you know it, it still you know sits with me, and it's just uh, wasn't a memory that I wanted to uh, have at, at, for anybody, especially Dow, especially at that at young of age, but. I put a post up on the, my Facebook page the other day because I knew our birthdays are very similar. They're in April, mine's the 23rd, Dow's was the 24th, and he passed away on April 29th. And when that day came up, uh, again, I knew it was the, I looked and it was, you know, year number five. So I put a post on my Facebook page, and I was really surprised the amount of people that still have the love and admiration for this gentleman, Dow Carnahan, that's been gone five years. Some of the pictures they showed, some of the messages were so heartfelt. And I you know, had an opportunity that uh, the next day, on um, the 29th, to call Dow's sister and just to talk to her for a little bit. And you know, she appreciated the phone call and all the things that we have done for Dow over the years in his honor. And, you know, when I came to you, um, a couple of months after Dow's passing, and said, "You know, can we? Can you help me out and do something at Lernerville?" And you went to the Thompsons, and we were able to now uh, have the Dow Carnahan Media Center, which we sit in every week. Which you know, I'm so very proud of. And then, and then just the man that he is. You know, we have the pictures up there. You know, a 2011 Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Hall of Fame member, and then also inducted into the Lernerville Hall of Fame in 2017. Don. Gary Risch and Dow's friends suggested a tribute to him, and I put something together that included a lot of his friends, competitors, and co-workers. On May 23, 2016, it was a special recognition for a great man, and I want to play that for you. He is sorely missed by all of us. I'm going to talk to the four champions to get a favorite thought of theirs. And then uh, Ed Schaefer, one of the guys that worked with him for many years here, is going to say a few words. Ed, if you want to do this, then we'll do the champions. We have other announcers here. Mike Dutko is going to do the sprint cars. Randy May is going to do the sportsman. Walt Weimer is going to do the modifieds. And I'm going to do the late models. Ed, you spent a lot of time with Dow, a lot of pleasant memories. Can you share one with the people? <laughs> yeah, Dow was a great guy. Um, you dragged me into this announcing when 2002 or something like that and you gave it to me for a year by myself and decided boy this guy needs help so you brought in Dow and uh, they say a smart man knows what he doesn't know well, I didn't know anything okay so I wasn't that smart and Dow came in he took me under his wing he showed me you know how things work how to announce how to you know how to entertain when it was you know raining uh, there, there was so much that went on. Uh, he was such a great announcer, loved the sport, knew everything about the sport. The drivers behind me, every once in a while, he'd come up with a fact from 10 years ago about one of the drivers, and it, it just amazed me every time. So he, he was quite a guy, loved working with him, and I'm really going to miss him. Thanks, Ed. Alex Faree. Alex is our late model champion, and he's going to share a few of his special memories with Dow. You know, You've been in Victory Lane so many times, there might be too many memories, but can you think of one? Oh, uh, just every time you got to Victory Lane, he was there, and 
it made you feel like just you and him, just like you were saying. It was a conversation between the two of you, and it made me relax. I mean, it's I'm not a big person to be up here in front of people and talk, and he just he made you the right questions and just you know egged you along, and it was always perfect. Uh, I remember rolling in every week, and he'd be out front counting the cars and tell you how many cars were here. He, I mean, he took his job seriously and did it great. I, I feel. I don't know bad's the right word, but whoever tries to fill them shoes is going to have a big set of shoes to fill. He was always, always had a good word, always knew his facts about everybody. I mean, the, the amount of effort that guy put into everything he did was very impressive. Thank you, Alec. Thank you. Matt Williamson. Matt is our modified champion. Drives a long way to get here. Matt, you too have been in victory lane a lot of times with Dal Carnahan. Some of your memories. Yeah, I mean, like Alex said, um, you always look forward to seeing Dal at the end of the night. Um, you knew when you got to see him, he'd greet you with a smile in victory lane. And, um, you know, he always made it easy to talk. And like Alex said, I'm not very good at public speaking. And uh, it was easy when he was up there. Thank you. Matt Williamson. A.J. Flick. A.J. Flick, our sprint car champion last year. Again, a lot of times in victory lane. Uh, not as much as those two that interviewed before me, but I know that Dow was the only person I ever wanted to talk to on a race night because you know you were in victory lane. Um, my first feature win in a stock car than a sprint car. I was just so excited. I was speechless, couldn't think of anything to say, and he was always so professional, so relaxed in victory lane. Uh, he was able to give me questions that were easy to answer, um, but still give me time to thank sponsors, thank the crew, everything like that. He's the most professional announcer um, that I can even think of. Uh, he's been with my father at Motodrome, and even when I would run around the Speedway when I was little, three, four, five, six, and my dad would win races there, we'd go over and he'd be interviewing my father. Uh, so it's just a lot of memories, and we're definitely going to miss him here. Thank you. Thank you. AJ Flick, Corey McPherson. Corey, one of the younger drivers here, but it didn't take you long to find Victory Lane and talk to Dow. Yeah, I'd like to say that Dow definitely helped me out and saved my butt a few times as far as uh, thanking sponsors and my crew members and stuff. And a lot of times, I know a lot of people who do this uh, forget to thank their wife or significant other and hit say, uh, your wife. Thanks, Dow. And uh, <laughs> funny story, uh, I think it was last year, we bought the one race tape and was watching it. And uh, he was so excited announcing when I was leading, uh, there was two laps to go whenever I crossed the uh, finish line here there's two laps left and he uh he was so excited in mid-sentence and he said two laps to go and so now me and my wife every time we have two hours left to work or two whatever we say sue and it's funny it's very important for a driver to remember to thank the wife for the significant other Corey mcpherson give it to bill Okay. Are there any other champions that would like to say a few words? This is where they all get bashful. Oh, okay. Jack Soderman Jr. I've, I've never been a Lernerville champion, but uh, Dow always made me feel one. But I do have one uh, funny story. It was quite a few years back now. I was actually very good friends with a, uh, a gentleman named John Paul Jr. Actually, uh, and he came out to watch me. We were both working in the area, and it was one of the few area, uh, times that he lived in Florida at the time. He lived in California, and he'd never been here, so he was up actually in the press booth. Everybody was hanging out there uh, having beverages, whether they be adult or not. 
can't really say. Uh, I know they had chocolate cake. That was about the only thing that they told me at that point. But it was uh, it happened to have a rain delay. And I, during that rain delay, he came in. He goes, hey, the guys that you brought with me, uh, do they have any racing background or anything to talk about? And I just laughed. I said, well, I said, John, I said, he's been in 5500s, and he's won the 24 hours of Daytona twice. And I don't think I got the uh of Daytona out the second time. He was pulling him in the booth, and he was shoving me out. He talked to me before. So that's one lucky, uh, one little funny story that I had about Dow is uh, I was able to give him a pretty good interview anyway. He got to talk to me quite a few times, but that time I was on the outside of the booth looking in, so I got to listen to that one. Thank you. Jack Soderman, Jr. Mike Betko, come on over here. Mike was an announcer here for a lot of years, and most of them, uh, when Dow was here, you had a chance to work with him. Yeah, I had a chance to work with Dow a couple times, mainly like down in Pittsburgh. Uh, when I was working Fridays here, he was working Saturdays in Pittsburgh, and then our careers kind of overlapped and switched, and he started working Fridays, and I started working on Saturdays. But uh, just a tremendous professional to work with. His voice was so smooth. The cadence to what he did just, you know, put everybody at ease, uh, especially on a big track like Pittsburgh. He was just so smooth with everything he did. But uh, that was the kind of guy that you know, I don't think people realize that when you're an announcer, you don't just show up at the track when the gates open and do your job. There's a tremendous amount of research that goes into this. And that was the kind of guy, when he researched that, he remembered it. And and, and it, it, he was just a wealth of information. And Walt Weimer is, has been the dean of announcers for years in Western Pennsylvania. But for many, many years, I've told people Dal Carnahan was my hero behind the microphone. It was just so smooth. There was never a person Dow didn't want to talk to. There was never a person that Dow made feel like, you know, they weren't entirely welcome here. Uh, we shared an affinity in that Dow and I both were uh, high school sports announcers as well. So uh, I knew Dow from a couple of other venues, but never be able to say enough about Dow Carnahan. A tremendous man. Thank you. Mike Dutko. You know, Mike brings up a good point that a lot of you people don't realize. As involved as he was here at the track, he was just involved in sports, high school sports and the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, at his funeral, the uh, his only boss, John Longo, owned a radio station, and when he sold the station, Dow said, John, you're the only boss I ever had. And he said, Dow, I wasn't your boss. You were my son. That's how much they loved him. And when, when they did the eulogies, the announcer from the Pittsburgh Pirates, Greg Brown was there, to pay his respect. And he said, during spring training every year, they had 30 affiliates. And they would call and do a two-minute report during spring training. And he said, well, only one guy ever got it right. And that was Dal Carnahan. Lynn Geisler, many-time champion here at Lernerville. It was always easy to get out of the car and see somebody that you really thought that much of. And Dow was that person. I I can remember early back when you got out, you, you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know if you were going to get an interview, how things were going to be. Dow always took the forefront and led you through it. I, I never was very good at doing that until some people helped me. Jack Crowell helped me a lot, but Dow Callahan was definitely the guy that put me on the map with doing an interview when you got out of the car on the front straightaway. And I'm sure all the fans here will miss his style of announcing because it was his and his only. I, 
I can't say enough about how comfortable he made me feel when I arrived at a racetrack. And I'd like to think that he made you people feel the same way when you sat in your seat and listened. Thank you. Lynn Geisler, ladies and gentlemen. Randy May. Randy May spent a lot of years here in Natsen, a special moment or a memory of doubt. So many years before I started uh, Natsen here, uh, Dahl had, had a, a common friend of, of ours that, that would tell me, you know, I've got a buddy that does uh, uh, car racing in Natsen, and, and uh, we've got to, got to get together and meet and have you two guys meet. Well, we didn't meet until... I met him at Challenger at a late model race. Uh, Jack wanted me to train with him. And motorcycle racing and car racing have similarities, but there's so many intricacies that you've got to make sure you get right to be welcomed by the crowd. And he knew every one of those quite naturally. And the thing that was so impressive about Dow was his ability to make everyone feel comfortable. That smooth cadence that, that Mike mentioned was something that was... Uh, so welcoming and, and you got so used to that you judge other announcers against him and they're watching races outside of car racing. You know, I compare everybody to Dow because he was so professional and so well uh, spoken about everything and, and uh, just the way he would put it together, it seemed like whatever he processed was already edited and when it came out of his mouth, it was smooth as silk. Randy May, ladies and gentlemen. Walt Weimer. That co refers to you of the dean of announcers. Well, I guess that's because I'm so doggone old. <laughs> I'll be 77 in July, so we're getting up there. <laughs> Some of your memories of Dow. Well, yeah, I've known Dow, I don't know, probably 25, 30 years ago. I remember uh, when he was early in announcing uh, at Motordrome, which was the first track he started with, uh, I think he was off on his honeymoon, and, and I sat in for him down there. And that was when I think I first got to know Dow. And, of course, I've known him for 25 or more years since. And, you know, I, I feel sort of still in shock. It's been three weeks since Dow passed away. But to me, you know, it's still a, a great shock and a, hard to believe, you know, as, as young as Dow was. You know, it's just unbelievable. Paul Weimer, ladies and gentlemen. I had to ask Dow's parents. Dow is a unique first name. I said, how did they pick that name? He was named after a famous golfer named Dal Fisterwald. We're working to get him in the Pennsylvania Broadcasters Hall of Fame. There's two other people from La Trobe in that Hall of Fame, Arnold Palmer and Mr. Rogers. And we're working to make Dal the third one. Brian Schwartzlander, modified champion, many times. Uh, I just want to say something short here. I, you know, it was just so nice walking in, and Dow was always there to greet you, you know, and uh, getting out of the car in victory lane. He just knew the questions to ask and always made you feel comfortable. And Barnabas always had great announcers, but I think Dow's got to be right at the top of the list, and we'll definitely miss him. Thank you. Brian Schwartzlander. Smokey, the guy that tortured Dow week after week at all the tracks. <laughs> I've known Dow since he was a kid, and when I used to drive race cars up at Sports or Schmuckers up in Lake Trove, and he used to sit in the stands with Dave Kitty. He was, he, they'd argue over who was the best driver, Blackie Watt or Bob Waring or whatever, but every night they'd come down after the races and through the pits, and they'd always stop him and his dad, and they'd always stop and talk. 
and then he started being an announcer and I've been with him the whole time through all the racetracks he announced and we've become really great friends and then he lost Nancy last year his love of his life and I think that's what happened I think he died of a broken heart we haven't found anything else out of bottom from the autopsy yet but I think he died of a broken heart but my man you're up here looking down, which I know you are. We sure are going to miss you. Sparky Shemp, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Westendorf, the guy that makes Lernerville look good every week with his public relations efforts. Thanks, Don. I'll just keep it short and sweet, too. Um, I, I don't know what to say that has been said already, but when I took over for Carol 10 years ago, that was very gracious, helped me through everything. Uh, put up with all the antics and new stuff that I wanted to try, the all the social media stuff that we've done. Um, just like everyone said, it's really going to miss him. It's a shock, but um, you know he he would appreciate what we're doing here tonight. Uh, but the biggest thing he wanted the show to go on, and that's what we're going to do tonight in his honor. So we appreciate everyone coming out tonight. All the drivers lining up on the front straightaway, and uh, Don for collaborating everything. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Eric Westendorf. Fans, I hope you enjoyed that. We we really enjoyed doing it. Uh, our guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Hall of Fame driver and car owner Lynn Geisler, Mike Risitano, Regional Operations Director for Cranberry Township Chevrolet, Nissan, Allegheny Valley Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Butler County Subaru, all at number one Cochrane. Jennerstown Speedway... Uh, Pro Stock driver Jim Bryce will be on with us, along with Young Guns driver Logan Catellus and Crate Late Model driver Ryan Frazee. Jim Zufall will have his weekly report, plus victory lane interviews with Cal Lucon and Noah Brunel. Tom Lang is on the road on a trip to Bowling Green, Kentucky, and will share some of his special interviews that he did with Open Throttle 360 TV show. He has interviews with Scott Bloomquist, John Hafner, the 1953 track champion from Green Valley Raceway, and Lisa Norman, one of the gearhead girls from Keystone Raceway Park. With the unexpected heavy downpours, the decision was made to cancel Lernerville's program. The All-Star Circuit of Champions Sprint Car Series is working to find a potential make-up date for the action track Lernerville Speedway. The alternative power source is Lernerville Grand Celebration for the 1,000th Sprint Car Race will move to it will move to Friday, and it will include a thousand dollars extra for the winner of the People's Natural Gas Sprint Car feature. We want to welcome William Allen Ulmer from Erie, PA, and Dean Lang from Christchurch, New Zealand, to the Rapid on Racing family. We're really reaching out to some of these people. That's, that's far away. <laughs> I want to remind you, Rapid on Racing is available every Monday night at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or RapidOnRacing.com. The program is available 24-7 in 365 days of the year. If you miss any of the show, like I said, go to Apple TV or RapidOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rapid on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, Nightingale's Day Seal Coating, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. 
and a thank you to you, my co-host, and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. This is the Banker Bob Thought for May 3rd. Sometimes the best help you can give to someone is to just roll your eyes and shake your head. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. The driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. Fans, joining us now is Billy Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, I've been looking at some of the statistics, and i got to ask you, was this the biggest opening night you ever had? It has exceeded all expectations, and it has blown the numbers out of the water. Car count, fans, concessions, you name the whole thing. Saturday, May 1st, was the biggest night in the history of opening at Jennerstown Speedway, at least in the last seven years. I mean, we could probably go back further and look at old records, but under this management group, Saturday, May 1st, was the one for the record books, Dawn. It was just over the top in all forms and capacities. So, so excited. Uh, two words come to mind. First one is wow, and actually three words. First word is wow, and the second one is thank you. Uh, I cannot thank the staff of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, the ownership group, the fans, the drivers, the fire department, the police department for making this happen. It it was just my adrenaline three days later is still just cranked up, Don. Just can't can't thank everyone enough for what we accomplished Saturday night. 
Well, the reason that happened is all those people you mentioned, they have a passion to be there. They feel good about whatever their job or responsibilities are, and that translates to the competitors because Anytime a guy comes in from out of town, I'll ask him, what do you think? The place is beautiful, the racing's good, and they treat the competitors nice. And th- that's not a secret. You know, everything you and, the, and the, the owners are doing, it's all come to fruition. A lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of nice things for the fans. I mean, even the playground for the kids, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it's it's just the perfect combination right now. I told you that this was going to be the year. Boy, we've already hit the mark early, so we're really excited. And let's talk about car count, Don. 82 cars on the property Saturday, May 1st at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. The first feature of the night was the Fast and Furious 4s. 20, 20 Fast and Furious 4s on the property at Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Very, very... uh, eventful side-by-side action racing all across the speedway Don, you know it's a big track but you put 20 cars out there at a time it gets pretty chaotic so great feature event for them we got to congratulate jeff Vasses, the defending champion in the division for his victory second place was michael sailor and rounding out the podium here's a blast from the past dustin nutter uh dustin nutter was a previous competitor in the fast and furious fours He's raced the Modifieds for a couple years. Congratulates Dustin. He's a new father here as of recently. He's back into a four-cylinder in the opening night. He's on a podium finish. So great night for the four-cylinders. What a year to come. There's still more cars. It's just great to see those guys out there buzzing around. In the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers Division, we had 10 Chargers on the property, nine of which took the green flag for the event. Uh, Will Hemminger, who's grandson of Larry Hemminger, he had his car on the property, but Will was actually going to focus on competing in the one-stop auto pro stock division, which we'll talk about a little later. It's just a little chaotic when Dad's driving a late model, you're driving a pro stock, and double duty just isn't always the easiest thing. So Will decided to not run the Charger feature. Uh, We had nine other drivers take the green flag. Some familiar names here you'll see in the podium finish. Cal Burkholder. Great guy come over from dirt. He's actually the grandson of the legendary Robert Arsenberger, who uh, is a big component of the Speedway on the sponsorship side. Cal come over last year as a rookie, so this is his sophomore season, and he was able to take the win over Steve Singo, finishing second, who I believe is also going to be a champion contender. And in his career first, Chargers start, Evan Nybert finishes third on the podium in a former Dale Kimberly machine. This would be the number nine that had been previously driven by Adam Kostelding, A.J. Poljack, and a few other guest drivers when it was in the Kimberly stables. Evan, first night out in a Farmers Union Co-op Charger, gets a podium finish. Uh, great, great racing. You know, you don't need 15, 20 cars to see good side-by-side action or, you know, great racing across the track. So, uh, we have many other drivers in the Chargers that just aren't quite getting ready yet uh, that have done some testing or whatever, but we look for that division to grow rapidly in this season. The next feature of the night was the one-stop auto sales pro stock division. Uh, these drivers were debuting these cars at Jennerstown Speedway Dawn. It's the first time this event, uh, these division, this division participated in racing it there. This was a six-division program. We typically run five. Uh, we added the sixth division. We've talked about it all winter long. It was something that is basically old late model chassis. 
utilizing a 9-inch American Racer tire with 602 crate motors or a Ford Junior motor. Really cost-effective uh, opportunity for drivers to move up through the ranks, maybe dabble their feet into late model racing and someday move up into the Martell's Pharmacy late models. Or it's also an opportunity for our late model drivers to sell some of their older equipment and they're able to update. We had nine, Don, nine one-stop auto sales pro stock on the property. And as a general manager, to come up with a division that you announced late August, early September, and have nine cars on opening night, I was doing somersaults down the front stretch. Uh, and not just nine cars, nine really good cars, Don. Um, you're going to hear some familiar names here. Chris Brink takes the checkered flag. Chris, his last couple years have been such a roller coaster at Jennerstown Speedway. He's a champion in the modified divisions. He's competed in the pro stock division years, uh, 603 class they had years ago. He's competed in the late model division last year. And Chris made the decision after totaling his car again last year in the modified, you know what? I still want to race. I still got it in me. Let's go into this pro stock division. He thought that was going to be a great fit, and boy, was he right. Uh, Chris has really put in the homework and the time. His black car, which we're not familiar seeing Chris in black, uh, with a number seven on the side, just didn't dominate the feature, but he was just the man to set the mark. But finishing second was the man I mentioned earlier, young Willie Heminger. Uh, Will Heminger is only 15 years of age, Don. And he is someone to watch this year. He would roll in Chris, and then he'd be a little better in one and two and not as good in three and four. And it was just, we're watching it on race monitor. And he was just there trying to get that first career win in the new division on opening night. Just came up just a little bit sure. But I know we're going to be talking to Will on the show in a Victory Lane interview here not before long. Finishing third was Dave Campbell. Uh, Dave is the 777 car who's been a winner in the Fast and Furious 4 division. He's competed in the Modified division, and his dream is to always run a late model. So when we announced this, he was one of the first people to call me and say, you know what, Billy, this is my opportunity. I want to run a late model. This is what I want to do. So Dave finished third. We're going to go down through here, Don, because I think it's important to recognize all these drivers on the, the opening night. Finishing fourth was uh, defending Charger champion Dell Kimberly making his pro stock debut. Fifth place, gentleman you had on the show a couple weeks ago, suffered a catastrophic accident in a practice day. Jeff Giles puts his car back together and finishes fifth. And uh, Jeff was actually involved in a couple minor incidents on the racetrack. He was up to, I believe, his highest third. Rallies back, finishes fifth. Sixth is Patrick Parlock, another name of blast from the past that competed in the four-cylinder divisions years ago with many, many wins. Seventh is Trent Clark, who came over from the dirt. Uh, we were happy to see Trent still working on his car, getting some of the kinks out. Eighth, Jim Price, which I believe is on the show as well. And ninth, Chucky Kessler. Dawn. There's a name I know you know, and most of the listeners are going to know. Chucky Kessler. Folks, yes, this isn't Chucky Kessler Jr. This is the same driver they competed at Motordrome in Jennerstown in the early 90s, the late 90s. Chucky has not been in a race car for 18 years, Don. And Saturday night, he was on fire. In our practice sessions, he ran a 20.4-second lap, which is almost two-tenths faster than any of the other competitors. Uh, unfortunately, in the heat race, Chucky 
sustained major, major damage to his car. Uh, came off turn two. Not sure if something broke or whatever. Uh, hard into the outside fence. Nothing hurt in Chucky other than his pride. I spoke to him early today. He actually has another car from years ago. The engine's already out of the wrecked one, going in the new one, and he's going to do everything he can to give back to Jennerstown Speedway this Saturday. And I'm going to predict it. Chucky Kessler, after 18 years of being off the racetrack, will win a race in 2021 at Jennerstown Speedway. You mentioned Jim Bryce, and I have to share a story. I talked to him on Friday. Now, you're racing on Saturday. Uh, I said, I need a picture of your car. He said, I promise you you'll have a picture. We don't have the decals yet, but I'm going to be at Jennerstown, and you'll get a picture. And sure enough, when I was ready, it popped up, and I got the picture. Really pretty car. Uh, former Bobby Henry car, and you're right. He's going to be on the show tonight. Uh, just a great guy. And what I find fascinating, all right, He's kind of getting Jerry Schaefer involved, and Jerry Schaefer's sort of like the Rick Hendrick of Dirt Modifieds. I think he's got five or six cars that race at Marville and Mercer and Pittsburgh, and uh, he was up there with Jim, and he said, this place is pretty nice. Yeah, it, it's great to see guys like that with that kind of racing ties, whether it be dirt or asphalt. And there's, there's just... The, the internet, social media over the last two days has just been completely blowing up uh, after the opening night on Saturday. So we're excited. to Everyone's welcome to Jennerstown Speedway. Well, I should say almost everybody, Don. Uh, there's a few people that aren't welcome back on the property, but that's for another show, another day. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Billy Rebar, the general manager at Jennerstown Speedway, and we will need to take a short commercial break. We'll be back with more of Billy's comments after these messages. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. A driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. Fans, we're back. Again, we're talking to Billy Rebar, the general manager from the Jennerstown Speedway. Brings us to the Stoystown Auto Records modified feature. Don, what a surprising finish to this race. This race went from green to checkered. No cautions. 14 Stoystown Auto Records modifieds took the green. And Joey School, who competed at both our practices, had some uh, hauler issues, wasn't able to make it. Adam Costelding plans on coming next week. We're looking at having 16 Stoystown Auto Records modified. It's incredible numbers. But what a race. Just because it was green flag the whole time doesn't mean there was good, close, hard racing. The whole way through the field, just side by side. But the big show was out front. And when it came down to the checkered flag, Adam Henry out of Freedens, PA, the sophomore driver 
who purchased a brand-new Howe Modified last year. I think he only had two races in it by the time he got it done. Uh, his nickname is Dr. Love for all the right reasons, apparently. Uh, Adam, just great family, really dedicated into this race car. Every dime he makes, he puts in it every night he's in the garage. Finished second last year, and everybody's like, where'd this kid come from? Well, guess what? He reminded them on Saturday, May 1st, who Adam Henry is as he parks it into Stoney's victory lane for his first career Jennerstown win. Uh, absolutely elated for him and his family. I was ready to call the ambulance for his dad. I thought he was so excited he was going to have a heart attack in victory lane. <laughs> so I don't know if it was excitement or shock, uh, but it was great. Uh, Adam got a nice, cool bathroom. Pitched through it, Mike Bellardi, to help celebrate his victory there in Stoney's victory lane. But great racing. Happened, happy for Adam and his whole team. Second place goes to R.J. DeLappy. Third, John Fama, who's in a brand-new Port City Modified, debuted that this year. Great finish for John. Really strong. Can't wait to see what goes on. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot of names missing there. you got Doug Lesnar finishing fourth, Anthony Isles fifth, sixth, Jason Bush, Tom Golick seventh. So the top seven are some of the fastest cars you have and some big names a little further back in the field. That just goes to show you the strength of this division of Stoystown Auto Records Modified, Don. And then what I consider, Don, our biggest feature of the night, the Martellus Pharmacy Late Models Division. And I know I alluded to last week that we were looking in the high teens, possibly breaking the 20 mark in the Martellus Pharmacy Late Models. Some people said it was unrealistic. Some said it wouldn't happen. Don, I am pleased to report that on Saturday, May 1st, we had 21 Martellus Pharmacy Late Models on the property at Jennerstown Speedway. I'm sure we could leap through the records, but I'm going to confidently tell you that this hasn't been done in the last 10 to 15 years at Jennerstown or Motordrome Speedway. So hats off to the drivers from several different states, New York, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, to come out, support us on opening night. Um, unfortunately, we did have some one nasty accident uh, that Scott Stern from Bridgeport, West Virginia, got involved in. Pretty serious damage. I do believe I spoke to Scott yesterday. I do believe the car is fixable, but I do think it's going to be a few weeks before he comes back out. We see him. Uh, all drivers were okay. Scott's car suffered some structural damage on the right side. So it's going to take a little bit of work, but I think we're going to get to see him the rest of the season. Uh, not faring quite as well as Scott is the Mount Pleasant driver of Paul Fest, the 89 Farmers Union Co-op late model. Unfortunately, Paul got involved in this incident, and it, we believe it damaged both the front and rear clips. Uh, we really hope we get to see Paul get that back together and get back out on the track, but he has some very significant damage as a result of a turn one and two incident on lap nine. So you hate to see anybody wreck. You know, in the driver's meeting, Dawn, I told everybody, you know, everybody likes good side-by-side -side racing, and there are some race fans that do like to see wrecks. I can't stand it when they wreck because those are guys I may not see for weeks or the whole entire season. So uh, my heart goes out to these guys. I'm glad they were all okay. But to see stuff get tore up on opening night, it's just, it really, really hurts everybody. So from there on out, it was relatively uneventful. We had a couple cautions for some spins. But when it came down to the checkered flag, the 2019 Martellus Pharmacy late model champion, Teddy Gabala, returned to victory lane. Very exciting race. Right in tow was Barry Audi. There was a couple times there we thought Barry was going to be able to run him down, but Teddy would just mash it to the floor and pull away from Barry. So Teddy Gabala kicking off the 2021 season with a victory. 
showing his car in Stoney's Victory Lane for the Martellus Pharmacy late model. Second is Barry Audi. Third, Albert Francis. And I got to mention, fourth place finisher, Jeremy Schaefer. Jeremy, I mentioned him on the show a week or so ago, smiling ear to ear, happy in practice. He just rallied and just worked and dig and dig and dig the entire race. That is his highest finish. This is his second year in the late model division. So happy for him and his entire team to finish out with a fourth-place finish in opening night. I would say based on opening night, this is going to be a dream season on the mountain. It truly is, Don. And that brought us to our final feature of the night. We had eight bronze collision center street stalks on the property. A uh, few guys just quite not ready yet. You know, I think last year, Don, having those extra three or four weeks because of COVID, it, it kind of gave guys that extra time to prepare. Well, guess what? The season kind of snuck up on some of us. But when it came down to it at the end, defending champion Casey Flegel took the checkered flag and celebrated in Stoney's victory lane followed by Rick Melab, Scott Mitchell, Mel Wilt, and rounding out the top five was Angie Kimberly. So once again, 82 cars on the property, over 500 people in the pits, huge crowd in the stands. The ice cream that we talked about was an amazing hit. I think I had seven or eight cones over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> just all around amazing night. Cannot be more pleased. And the only thing that's scary, Don, when you set the bar this high on opening night, you got to follow it up, and that's our goal. We're going to try to follow this up on Saturday, May 8th. For our second night of racing, we will feature a five-division racing program. There will also be an autograph night to kick off the night. So on-track autograph session, the Martellus Pharmacy Late Models, Soystown Auto Records Modified, One Stop Collision Pro Stock, Ron Collision Center Street Stock, and the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers will be in action. The four cylinders actually have the night off. Uh, drivers are able to participate if they'd like to. Uh, we will admit the driver and car into the pits for free so they can tow over, participate in the autograph session. It won't cost them a dime. And, Dawn, we have two of these autograph sections scheduled for this year. Uh, one this Saturday, May 8th. The second one was originally June 12th. And, Dawn, you can speak for me. Making a schedule for a racetrack the size of Jennerstown and juggling things and moving things and sponsors is a very difficult task. And everybody's a critic, and you can't make everybody happy, but I promise you we do everything we possibly can. And originally when the schedule came out, autograph nights were on different dates. Uh, the four cylinders were included in one of them. Unfortunately, when things got changed around, they weren't included in either one. Well, I'm going to announce on the show tonight that the June 12th autograph night will be moved to June 26th, which will include the four cylinders. And I know everyone says, well, why don't you run all six divisions every week? Don, we take pride in keeping our show to three, three and a half hours. Uh, Saturday night we finished six divisions at 10.15 with only one minor incident. You can't add a 45-minute autograph night and have six divisions and still have people awake at the end of it and family and friends. So we're mindful of not just the drivers but the fans as well as the neighbors in Jennerstown, we don't want to be racing late into the night and disturbing them. So I apologize that the schedule doesn't work for everyone. We do absolutely the best we can, but we're hoping by moving the second autograph night from June 12th to June 26th to include these Fast and Furious drivers, four drivers, Somerset Trust Company, uh, on that autograph night, they'll be able to race in front of their fans as well. So, you know, the drivers speak, we listen, we do everything we can. They don't always know everything in the background that we can and can't do. But we're going to make this change to try to make everybody uh, 
accommodate everyone, so to speak. And the schedule will be updated very soon on the website, social media, and everything. So bear with us. Bill, an excellent report. I want to thank you. You have a nice evening. Thank you, Don. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 352 2020. That's 724 352 2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. All right, fans, joining us now is Jim Bryce out of Harmony, PA. Jim, good evening. How are you? Hey, Don. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. You know, you have quite a resume as far as racing goes, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But what was the reason for getting involved in racing? How did that come to be? Well, uh, (laughs) I was actually born in Daytona, and my dad worked for NASCAR and helped to build the Volusia County Speedway originally back in the day. Wow. So they dragged me to the track. I think mom said I was a week old. (laughs) So your future was set early on. (laughs) Yeah, I I was living the dream per se. (laughs) Well, now, how did you get from Florida uh, up to Pennsylvania? Well, my grandmother lived up here and she became ill and we actually came back to take care of her and here we are. We just never went back. 
you know, talking about your actual racing uh, from being a week old to when you decided, hey, I, I want to drive one of these things. Uh, when was that? Well, um, the actual driving, believe it or not, didn't come till much later. Um, I had a buddy in high school that decided he was going to go racing, and I stuck with him and, and crew chief, crewed on his car for, I don't know, 25 years. Um, at one point we had a spare car and he said, Hey, why don't you try a semi-late, you know? And we went to, uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway with that car, which Jerry Miley helped out in a big way. He, he gave me a great deal on a, on a motor for that. And I can't thank him enough. He, uh, he helped me get going. (laughs) He's an amazing man. And the whole family is, is, is actually, they're really good people. Think about this. I've been going to the races for a long time, and I can't ever remember when a Jerry Miley motor came apart. I don't have to agree with that. I don't, I don't recall that either. I, yeah. I certainly didn't have any troubles with mine. Yeah. I, I sold it, and it raced in two more cars. Yeah. Now, the guy you were teamed up with, who was that? Uh, that was Jim Kudis. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to sound like I didn't know what I was talking about. Another, <laughs> another great guy, Jim Kudis. Yeah. Right, right. Well, so your number of years in racing goes way, way back. Now, when you started driving, then you eventually uh, spent a lot of time with Jerry Schaefer. How did that deal come together, and what were you involved with at his garage? Um, I guess the very start of that would have been um, when Vicki Amick put together the 602 Crate Mod class. I wasn't really racing anything. I was just kind of bouncing around, helping some people. And I really thought it was a great class. I, you know, I thought that's a, that's a good economical class that I could get behind. I liked the cars. I always did. And so I just tried to put a deal together for myself, which, uh, ended up partnered with someone and that just didn't work out for us. Uh, so I moved on, uh, Jerry, I'd met him a few times. Uh, I met him at the regional meeting at, at Lernerville at, uh, Tarver at the Precise Racing, and uh, he said he had a couple cars. He had the, you know, uh, Chelsea Krigich was going to drive one, and his son, Will, was going to drive the other. And uh, I ended up, after I got uh, out of my 30 modified, uh, going over and helping them at the track every once in a while, you know. And I kind of developed a relationship with him, and he said he wanted somebody to help Will out full-time, and I ended up doing that. Um which turned into him and I becoming best friends. <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of time at Jerry's house working on the cars and, you know, you know, went from, you know, do you need anything to, Hey, come on in for supper, you know? And, uh, that's a great guy. You know, I, I have nothing but thanks to him for everything he's done for me and with me. And I mean, he's brought a lot of people along in the, in the class and, and it's just been a great experience for me. You have a way of uh, ending up with nice people. Uh, I do, I do. And I'm very thankful for that. Everybody, that's one of the things about racing is it it drags you around to different people and everybody does something a little bit different. But I'll tell you what, everybody in the end is is one big family. 
Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jim Bryce, and the main reason we're talking to him, he is in the process of putting together a pro-late model for Jennerstein Speedway. Now, some people might think, well, that's quite a stretch from a dirt modified, but you have a lot of asphalt experience. Let's talk about your time running the asphalt prior to this car you're putting together. Yeah, that's... uh that was one of those deals where I, I, I think I did the best I could with what I had. Um, I'd gotten a car from uh, the Millers, and it was when they were changing over the trucks from a regular uh, passenger-type front end to running the late-model cars with the truck body on it. And the truck was a good truck. Uh, I, I think I had about $3,000 in, in the motor itself that uh, Jim... Kudis and I had put together in his garage, so we were a little outclassed in that area. And uh, I, I'm not going to say that uh, my driving skills couldn't have used a little, little, uh, little perk. <laughs> so uh, we ran, we ran up front sometimes, and uh, had a couple uh, good runs in, in heat races and stuff. And I think uh, feature-wise, you know, we had some top tens, and it was a good experience. I enjoyed it, and uh, that's kind of one of the reasons. That I'm going back. I, I recall those days, and I had fun, and and a lot of the people that I knew from then are still there, and uh, I've even made some new friends. A couple of the guys have uh, reached out, and they've been helping me along. Teddy Kabbalah is one of them that's uh, shed a few kind words my way, and you know asked if I need any help. And uh, Jason Bush over there, uh, always willing to help. Super nice guy. Like I said, you have a way of uh, ending up with good people. Jim, we need to take a break. We'll be back with more after these messages. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. All right, fans, we're back and we're talking to pro stock driver Jim Bryce. Now, let's talk about the car you're putting together. I understand that uh, sometime today you're going to get it painted. Uh, what kind of chassis, where did you get it, and a little bit more about the car, color, number, stuff like that. Well, I, I'm, I'm just going to say up front that this car carries a lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, I got this car. This was a, uh, this is a Port City, and uh, this was Bobby Henry's old car. Good car. So, so with that comes a lot of pressure because <laughs> we all know that guy wins, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try to get a painted today. We were hoping to get it, uh, just wrap the whole thing. But, um, unfortunately with, you know, with COVID stuff is going, we couldn't get our vinyl in time and I, I don't like to go half done. So, uh, a lot of things have been like that though. It's been, you know, a real trial to get some parts, you know, like, uh, the seat 
you know, took almost a month to get. Uh, I've been waiting on some wheels. I, I still am shy of one wheel, but I think we're going to be able to make it work. Well, you're talking about this shortage of parts. Uh, recent conversation with Stevie Baker, Rocket's having trouble getting stuff. Uh, you name it. And I think because of the pandemic, a lot of these facilities were either shut down or cut way back. But getting back to the car, the nice thing about having a former Bobby Henry car, you know that you can focus on your adjustment to the car because the car is going to be fine. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's another guy who is, uh, who has reached out. Uh, he said, if you need any help, let me know. And we've actually, I just talked to him yesterday about it and he gave me some measurements and some different things to try. And, uh, he's actually agreed to be my spotter. So I don't think they get much better than that. Well, you hit the jackpot there. I, I feel like I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, now let's talk car numbers because you've had various numbers over the years. What's the number going to be? Uh, this is actually going to be a, uh, a Jerry Schaefer 14. Good. Good. Well, maybe on, on some occasion, Jerry will be able to get to see your race. I took Jerry to the uh, – we went and watched and, and bought some tires at the, uh, the very first practice. And he, along the way, has – kind of don't get me wrong he's always a supporter anything that i want to do he supports he's 100 percent behind me but he's kind of taking a few jabs at me from for going from dirt to asphalt you know and and lots of people will and that's okay but i took him to that practice and he came out of there saying you know maybe i could uh climb in one of these one time and i said you absolutely could you know <laughs> but uh I, he's very interested i think he's definitely going to attend some races and uh, this is, you know, something different for him, and he's always about that, you know. He's sort of like the Rick Hendrick of dirt racing. He's got so many cars and drivers. He's always helping people. A really great guy. Anytime I've ever had a chance to talk to him, always enjoyed it. Just a super guy. All right, so now we, we got the number, and that's appropriate. Uh, have we covered this? Oh, first of all, uh, let's talk about your sponsors. Okay. Okay. Uh, Absolutely, the, uh, the the most important, of course, is Jerry. Uh, we've got Jerry Schaefer Racing, you know, going to be on there. Uh, Top Shelf Trucking has come along to uh, support us. Uh, I've uh, turned four toilets, which is Jerry's son's uh, portable toilet company. Uh, Langle Electric, Koblenz Builders, and here's one for you: Trailer Service Plus. Recognize that name. Um, I don't know. Is Marion Reno part of that? That's Marion Reno. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to help us out a little bit. Yeah. Another, and then, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Another great guy. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Franklin Racing, uh, those guys did up the rear end for me. We're talking to Jim Bryce. He's going to be in one of the uh, pro uh, stocks up at Jennerstown Speedway. How about pit crew? First and foremost is Glenn Hinkle. Uh Super great guy. I don't know if you know that name or not. But, I do. Uh, I, he was involved in uh, Modifieds for a long time. Uh, that, again, is another nicest guy you could ever meet. Uh, he's done a ton of work to help me get this car ready, and uh, he's there to support me every week, and I just can't say enough about how nice of a guy that guy is. I have uh, Brian Schaefer, uh, who is the nephew of Jerry Schaefer, and, again, has turned out to be a really good friend. Uh, him and I did the mod thing together and 
you know, raced against each other and always helped each other out. And he's he's been over, even though it's an asphalt car, he's been over to give me a hand. And uh, always always another guy that's right behind me with whatever I want to do. Uh, the Copes, uh, Tim and Preston, um, they've come around. They've been helping out. Preston is uh, actually, we've, we've got another car, and we're trying to get that together too. That's going to be a little probably later in the season. But Preston's going to drive that. And uh, hopefully we can get him out there. Uh, maybe we'll get him to a practice or something in my car or whatever we need to do to get him some laps. Sounds wonderful. Well, we're, we're coming up on a commercial break. Is there any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? I just want to thank the wife for <laughs> putting up with me. How about that? Uh, she's, she's like my number one supporter and always out there, you know, in the garage with me. And, you know, she's, always trying to bring me food and uh in fact she measured with me this morning uh measured the car so that we could make sure that we got the graphics all done right and uh a great woman great woman i just want to say that i i think one of the people i need to thank is uh is billy rebar he uh he coaxed me a bunch of times on trying to come over to the asphalt and uh he knew i raced at you know motodrome and i'd watched him race in the modifieds so i know his dad uh it just became a, a part of, hey, when you come into Jennerstown, and uh, we we made it up there about five times in the last two seasons. My wife loved it, and uh, he came out with the six hundred two deal. And I texted him one day and I said, hey, I think I'm going to come back. I want I want to, I want to be part of that six hundred two deal. And he said, come on, we need you. So here we are. <laughs> When Bill and I first talked and he said he was going to do this, I said, it's perfect because it's a step between, let's say, the street stocks and the late models where it gives a guy whose budget is appropriate to do some serious racing without mortgaging his home. Right. And and the car, I mean, honestly, if you decided that you wanted to move up to late model, you could do that by changing a few pieces, you know, the right. motor, the shocks. Right. You know, end up different tires, but and it wouldn't be that big of a jump. So, yeah, I, I like the idea. We mentioned Beverly and what a big part of your team is, and you're pretty lucky to have her. But uh, when we were talking prior to airtime, you said your family's like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, she had uh, she has four kids, and I have two kids, and together we've got six, and and we love them all, and uh, and we have twelve grandkids too. So. Uh, it's a it's a pretty happening family, and and I'm glad to be part of it. I've said it so many times; people are tired of hearing it. The most important person on the team, the wife, the mother, the sister, the girlfriend, the daughter, the women hold it all together. And it sounds like you got a perfect situation there. I want to thank you for being with us this evening, and we'll see you up at the track. Uh, thanks so much, Don. You have a great day. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. 
the experienced sales force, has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juk George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, joining us now is Mike Risitano and Lynn Geisler from Number One Cochrane. Gentlemen, uh, good evening. How are you? Just fine. Glad to have you. You're doing well. Thanks for asking, Don. Mike, uh, obviously everybody on the show is going to know who Lynn is, but let's tell them a little bit about who you are. Yeah, I, uh, I'm the platform director for uh, Number One Cochrane. I've been with them for uh, about six years now, and um, one of my primary responsibilities is our Natrona Heights uh, campus, encompassing our Ford dealership and our Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram store, and um, working uh, hand-in-hand with Lernerville and uh, yourself and Lynn Geisler throughout the years. 2021 marks the 40th anniversary of number one Cochrane sponsoring Lynn Geisler. Uh, Lynn, how did this get started? It actually was, it was pretty pretty unfortunate on how it did happen there was absolutely no planning to it at all like a good friend of mine went up to and introduced himself to bob cochran at that time and said he was interested in getting involved in some sponsorship on a race car and to be honest with you i had no idea this was going on and um lo and behold although cochran had had some involvement with motorsports um they weren't involved with anyone at the time, and things moved on from there, and you know, this relationship has just grown and grown. Part of the uh, benefit of the growth, growth of this was Jack Crowell, uh, very, very involved at Cochrane. Uh, he had been there as their sales manager with GMC Trucks, but I guess he inherited the responsibility of working with you and the team. So some of your thoughts, I mean, you and Jack, as, as I am, have been friends with him for over 40 years. Well, that's, that's very true, and um, this thing would not have gone to this level without the involvement from Jack and the store. Um, a lot of times sponsorships are handed out, but there's no follow-up. But that was far different here. Um, and I was pretty green at, at being involved. But between Jack and I, we figured out how to, how to do this and be successful at it. And I'd like to think over the years we have been. Um, Jack was a perfect fit for me that I could grow 
my program along with the dealership at the same time. And that, that was a key to being here 40 years later. I can't even imagine how many people have bought a product from number one Cochrane because of the involvement with your race car. Well, we have been uh, very active at all the racetracks, and fortunately, the uh, fan has realized and noticed this, and I'm sure that, you know, that's how they're so anxious to go out and buy something from Cochrane. And this is just the groundwork that was laid by Jack and myself over the years. Well, my entire family, my kids, my mother, myself, we've all bought products from there, and... Uh, my uh, GMC Canyon, I got at the Monroeville store, but then we spent summers in Natrona Heights, and I got my Ford Ranger at the uh, store in, uh, up in Natrona Heights. And I have a question for Mike. Uh, I haven't been up since they completed it, but I understand major renovations at the Dodge store. Yeah, uh, we are doing some major renovations at the Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram store. Uh, we are nearly finished with the major remodel. Um, we're very excited about it. We started with a completely enclosed uh, state-of-the-art service drive lane uh, that can encompass six vehicles at a time. So now when you come in for service, you can drive in for service, and we meet you at the doors inside. So no matter the elements outside, you'll be completely inside. Uh, we have added a very large addition um, for a completely... Uh, exclusive Jeep retail space uh, as well, which we are really, really excited about, uh, which adds almost an additional 3,000 square feet to the existing building. Uh, and actually, we are scheduled to be complete um, in early May and be moving in, so we are really excited about that. Um, and then, well, of course, you know, we have a Ford store, like you said, and uh, we also have a very, very large standalone pre-owned center, uh, which encompasses pre-owned vehicles and trucks. Um, with of every make and model and every budget. And we also have a collision center uh, now on the campus, state-of-the-art as well. Um, again, right off of Route 28 in Natrona Heights, Exit 16. And uh, we're extremely proud of uh, that campus. We, it's very good for us, and it's the closest one to Lernerville. When uh, the 40th anniversary celebration is going to be at Lernerville, but before we get into that, I know every year on number one Cochrane night, you would have the race car there. There'd be pictures with the fans. You would have hero cards, and you've been doing this for a long time, but I suspect 40th anniversary, it's going to be even bigger. So either one of you can jump in. What's planned for the 40th anniversary celebration? Before we go to that, I want to remind the fans we're talking to Mike Rissitano and Lynn Geisler for number one Cochran. So somebody pick that up. Well, I'm sure it's going to be a little different, only in that um, actually the Cochran Knights have been through two drivers, and we're going to be introducing a new a third this year. So actually, um, Alex Fareeb will be representing us this year. And, you know, previously it was myself and then it was Mike Pegger. But um, we're really looking forward to our involvement with Alex this year and be something new for the fans. And Alex being so local to the track, we're sure that um, it'll be pretty exciting for everyone. And we're definitely excited about being involved with Alex. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, um, very excited, uh, as Lynn said, to be involved with Alex. And Lawrenceville Speedway on Saturday, June 11th, will be the number one Cochrane night. Um, just a few things I can give everyone a glimpse at. There will be a great fireworks show. 
uh, a big salute to Lynn. Uh, cars on display, and it's also going to be a fan appreciation night. Um, you know, throughout the years, Lynn's car has been dressed in the number one Cochrane, has been blue, red, and silver since the sponsorship was established 40 years ago. The rumor has it it may be a little special look for the anniversary event. And to the fans out there, if you'd be sure to check in with your local number one Cochrane store, the date gets closer. We may have some ticket giveaways and other festivities part of the celebration as well, too, which we're really extremely excited about. Well, I've been to all the number one Cochrane nights, and I'm really looking forward to this one. We're going to need to take a commercial break. We'll be back with Mike Rissitano and Lynn Geisler after these messages. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. All right, fans, we're back. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Mike Rissitano and Lynn Geisler at Number One Cochrane. Well, Lynn, what has made this partnership such a good fit for over 40 years? Well, we started out with, you know, with the person that really was instrumental in putting it together. But the insight that Bob Cochran had in the worth of the program is really how it started. Without him seeing that there was some gain to be had by having a motorsports team, it never would have got to where it is. It was his sight or future looking at what was going on that really caused it to go to where it was. It's just been phenomenal because of the involvement of the dealership and Jack Crowell. We've been able to grow this uh, from an infancy to somewhat of a dynasty as far as sponsorship and 
motorsports involvement in the Pittsburgh area. Um, it just has been amazing at how big and how great this thing has grown to. Well, Mike, then when Rob uh, became the uh, president and CEO, um, he thought it was a uh, continued doing this. Yeah, Rob always really, this is one of his favorite things to do. He, he really enjoys it. Um, and when he became the president and CEO, he saw this as a great way to give back to the community, stay involved with the community. He is an extremely large supporter of local events uh, and businesses. Uh, and he is still very proud, and we all are, that number one Cochrane uh, is still a locally owned family business, um, especially in um, such a large automotive business in the area and still family locally owned. Um, and we try to do more and more constantly to give back to our local communities. What I find fascinating and very pleasant was on Cochrane nights when Rob would be up in the press box, you could talk to him just like he was your next-door neighbor. As big as his company is, as successful in all the different dealerships, and we're going to talk about them in a minute, he's just a regular guy. And I watched his family grow up there, his kids, every year. They were a little taller, a little taller. Now I suspect they're all grown up in college or whatever. Yeah, that is that is correct. Um, they, they are all in college and, and grown up. Um, but, you know, it is just as important to them as it is him, all the community involvement uh, and everything as well, too. And, you know, they, they enjoy coming to Lernerville and doing events like this as well, just as much as him. We all know that Number One Cochrane is the largest automotive retailer in the region. But like we said, a lot of family businesses, uh, auto groups, start out small. Um, which one of you would like to share how Number One Cochrane got started? Uh, I'd be happy to, Don. Um, it's quite a compelling backstory. Uh, in 1965, uh, Bob and Marge Cochran had scraped together the money to buy the Pontiac dealership where Bob worked after the previous owner had passed away. Uh, that was Clark Pontiac, and it became Cochran Pontiac in North Braddock. And that's really where it all had started. Over the next few years, Cochran had grown to become Pittsburgh's leading Pontiac dealership, and in 1968, uh, Bob had moved it to Monroeville. GMC Trucks became a very big part of the family, and in the 70s and 80s, number one Cochran had broke sales record after sales record and just continued to grow. Uh, interesting fact, in 1988, number one Cochran sold more Pontiacs than any other dealer in the entire world, uh, something to this day still extremely proud of. Over the years, other car brands were added, and number one Cochran campuses popped up uh, all throughout the region around Western PA. Rob Cochran had joined the company in uh, 1987, and he became the president and CEO in 1992 when his father had fell ill um, shortly after he had passed. With Rob behind the wheel, the company has really grown tremendously. Most people don't know this, but today we have 28 new vehicle franchises representing uh, 18 domestic and import brands with locations throughout western Pennsylvania in Monroeville, or South Hills, North Hills, Robinson Township, Washington, and Butler Counties. Uh, we also have about eight collision centers to service uh, our customers throughout the region as well, too. 
It's kind of ironic that when Jack first approached me about getting a pace car, it was a Pontiac, and that was probably 35 years ago. And over the years, I had Pontiacs, I had GMCs, I had Dodge. I mean, Jack made sure that in addition to the pace vehicles he had at Lernerville or Pennsboro or wherever, the uh, Rapping on Racing pace car was a lot of places where you wouldn't expect it, like uh, drag strips, parades, uh, high schools. Uh, it, it was just a pleasure to have that car for so many years. And it was funny, I had it in the Monroeville uh, detail shop. They, they were fixing one of the decals on it, and the manager come over, I think it was a Subaru store, and he said, what's the story on this car? I saw it when I was shopping out in the North Hills. Or my favorite story, one time my wife and I were in Shadyside, which is a high rent district, and we were at a stoplight, and my wife said, why is that beautiful blonde waving at you? And I looked over, and it was Rob's wife. Now, can you imagine when she got home and said, I saw your pace car in Shadyside? That was the, the, the plan all along, was to get that car, the Cochrane logo, out everywhere yeah absolutely uh you know everyone did a really good job with that and like as you said earlier even the uh the wrapping on racing car or the the pace truck um the safety truck we would use and still do at you know local high school events um opening small businesses of restaurants um you know halloween parades fourth of july events uh, all over when it's not being used at the uh, racetrack, you know, Jack Crow and, and Lynn and uh, the team of Lernerville, they're really good at getting it out there at the uh, local communities and everywhere. We had mentioned the renovations at the Allegheny Valley location, but there's so many other locations. Um, where do you call home? Uh, I like to call all of them home, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, you know, they're all extremely important to us. Um, we have so many team members uh, working throughout the day. Really, um, I spend most of my time at the Allegheny Valley location, um, uh, especially throughout the summer months, working with uh, yourself and Lynn and, and Jack uh, on the Lernerville items. Uh, sometimes in the winter, that can change uh, to our Cranberry Township, uh, Zillianople Corridor with um, Chevrolet and Nissan up there. Uh, but I, I kind of try to spread myself around. Now, Lynn, one of the big changes this year was the new driver, Alex Faree. And between Alex with six championships at Larnerville and you with five, that's 11 titles at that track. And I know that there's a very good chance title number 12 might come this year. Some of your thoughts. I'm sure. Uh, we're excited about it. Um, you know, those are always a measure of your accomplishments and Certainly, Alex has always been competitive there, much the same as I like to think I was. It's just an ongoing season, and you only can do what you can do. Well, we're coming up on another commercial break. Mike, do you have any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? You know, I'm just really excited about this season, uh, the 40th anniversary, number one Cochrane night, fan appreciation night, um, but really mostly excited uh, for the new driver, really uh starting off really well and just the great amount of things that Lynn has to say about Alex so really looking forward to all of that and um, seeing especially everybody on number one Cochran night as well too. Lynn how about you any closing thoughts? Well it, it's been a big trick transition believe me from getting out of the seat to, to dealing and racing with Mike 
and I'm equally as excited about the involvement with Alex. Um, certainly a fine young gentleman, and I'm really excited about him representing the dealership in the area. I want to thank both of you for being with me this evening, and I can't wait until number one Cochrane night. You gentlemen have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. Same to you. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. The driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Wow, we kicked the 2021 season off in grand style with a five-division show at PPMS in the season opener for the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. It was Kyle Lucon taking the win. Lots of wins for Lucon at the Speedway. Uh, has a huge number of wins here at PPMS down through the years, dating all the way back to 20, uh, rather 2007. The heats were won by Daryl Charlier and Kyle Lucon. Uh, after Lucon, Logan Zarin coming in second. Michael Reft, Cole Petrell, and Dan Lepro in the two L car rounds out the top five. Six through ten were Zach Gunn, Tony White, Bill Kessler, Joe Squatriglia, and Noah Brunel driving the 31 uh, of DJ Nakuda's. Brunel driving, doing a couple of 
uh, substitute driving tonight. We'll get to more of that later. But Kyle Lucon, once again, picking up the win on opening night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and he had a chance to talk about it with Dave Oliveri in Victory Lane. Congratulations, Kyle. Thanks, sir. I just was informed by uh, Jim and, and Rich Berry up there in the booth that you now have this is your all-time leader with 38 wins here at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in the division. We talked a little bit before the race this evening, and you had other plans, and you told me you were going to head down, I think it was uh, Elkins, and you had some problem with the hauler, and just decided, well, it was a little bit from Burgettstown to here is a little bit closer than Burgettstown to Elkins, and it paid off. But, but Cal, from a driver's standpoint, when you have that many cautions early on where there's no flow, and, and again, with the new racetrack as well, it, it's taken some time track to cure in and I, I think once we got the cautions and you came from your race starting position and you got quicker and quicker as the evening went on yeah I mean the cautions are definitely uh I mean frustrating obviously I mean especially the people who are in them I mean obviously they don't they don't mean to do it but uh my car doesn't really like to take off on a restart so sometimes I like to see those green flag runs especially when it's really the longer we were sitting there and the cooler again I'm like oh this isn't going to be good when we restart but uh Luckily, I mean, that last run, we were on 12 laps, and I could feel, I felt like I was finally actually starting to hit my marks the last five or so, and uh, and like you said, the car just felt like it was getting better and better and more drivable, and uh, can't thank everyone enough. Uh, Bob Benz, uh, his dad passed away last month, or whenever it was, and uh, he come on board this year, and he wanted me to drive his car some, but uh, those plans are on hold for the minute, but he's been a big help uh, with my stuff. He was here tonight changing gears, doing whatever we needed. Um, and then my dad, without him, none of this is possible. Uh, he busts his butt nonstop, everything he does for me, uh, every everyone else. I mean, there's not a person in his pits I don't think that he probably hasn't helped at some point or another. And, and, and he does everything he can for all of them, for me. Uh, he just loves racing. Every, everybody always says that uh, – or he always says he's doing it for me, but but I think it's a bit of a mutual thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that he could hang it up at any given time. So uh, Justin Chance, True Form Race Products, uh, he keeps me looking good with wheel covers and a wrap and uh, rocket chassis. Mark and Steve, I mean they have they have one of the best products out there. Uh, they're struggling a tiny bit at the top tier level right now. The Longhorns are kicking butt, but they're going to get it figured out just like they always do. It always goes in swings and. Uh, uh, Paul Wilmoth down at Rocket, he does all the shocks. Uh, Brad at Race 1, he, he's always willing to help me no matter what question I have. It could be 2 in the morning, like when we were down at Battle of the Bay, he's texting me at 2.30 in the morning, what do we need to do to be better? So uh, just everyone that helps out, I can't thank them enough, and thanks for everyone coming out tonight and uh, joining the races. One last question, Cal. When you sit on that long green flag run, that 12 lap, do you, with the temperatures cooling, I think the track actually is coming back up. Yeah, I mean, actually, standing here right now, I mean, the track, you can tell, still has a good bit of moisture in it. Uh, I think at the very beginning, it was actually a little slick. The initial start, we went down into one, I about spun it out. It was a little slicker than I thought it was going to be, and after that, I was like, probably shouldn't do that again. So, uh, we got her figured out, and uh, I don't know where we'll be next week, if we get the big truck back or not, but if not, we'll be here and see if we can come from 12th. Cal, congratulations on the win this evening. Thank you. 
In the Penn, Ohio Pro Stocks, and that is right, Penn, Ohio, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, now fully sanctioned by the Penn, Ohio Pro Stock Championship Series. And it was Noah Brunel here. There's his name again. This time driving the 18 car. Now, he explained in Victory Lane that that 18 car, which is owned now by Mike Harris, was the old 31 car of Brunel. So he comes out to PPMS. He also picked up the heat win, and Brunel winds up in Victory Lane over Nick Kachuba, Chase Lambert, and Jamie Duncan and Brunel explained everything about that win and about the history of that car to Dave Oliveri in Victory Lane. Congratulations, Noah. Thanks, Dave. You've raced a lot of places. You've run here occasionally at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We normally see you in your familiar 31 car. I had just a chance to talk to Mike just a little bit ago. How did this happen? Normally, you know, opening night, you have the driver in it, but he puts a substitute driver in there. And obviously, if you've run some laps here um, in your own car, and I think you took a liking to this. It, it, it took a while to come back tonight with the track. Again, it was not when you're only racing a handful of cars. But, you know, how is the driver, you know, you, buy, you bowed your time, you sat there and you watched Nick. And then the car, again, the same thing as in the, uh, the late model feature. As the track came, the car got faster and faster and faster. Yeah, the late model is, I mean, ton of takes a ton of experience, ton of time, and uh, a lot of these guys are some of the top best best drivers in the area, top notch. But uh, yeah, Mike asked me to drive the car uh, right after the season was over. My partner that I had kind of split, so I was like, you know what, time to move up. Been in it seven years in the same class, so uh, sold it to Mike. We rebodied it. He got an awesome-looking wrap. Um, scaled it this week on Tuesday, and we thought it was absolutely perfect, and it is. That's what I told Mike. I said, you got a car here. So uh, I guess just kind of testing testing it out for him, feeling it out. But uh, I think uh, think we have something else worked out for it here later on in the year. But, yeah, you'll see Mike you know, weekly, and it's good. He got a, a really competitive car here, and I think he's going to be really good with it this year. I know, I know the car. Well, let's say the chassis. Obviously, it's a different number. It has treated you so well the last few years. You've done extremely well in it. And this is the first I've heard of it that it's actually the same car. So just uh, renumber it and reskinned a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a 31 last year. And uh, like I said, when, he, when Mike bought it, uh, part of the deal was we got a body, uh, put a body on it for him. So, uh, yeah, this car was good to us last year. We, we were close on a lot of wins. And did end up picking up two wins with Penn, Ohio, which is insanely hard to do. So uh, we were really grateful for that. And like I said, it just bad timing with the split and uh, good timing for Mike to get a good car. <laughs> no, in uh, any track when it's a first win, whether it's go-karts or late models or in this division, how special was it? You've won at Lernerville, you've won at Tri-City. How special was to get that first one here at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway? You know what? I love Pittsburgh. I absolutely love this bad, fast, crazy, crazy wide open place. You can uh, run right up against the wall and be pretty much wide open. Even tonight on a slicker track with the stock car, the late model I learned real quick, you got to be in it the whole way around. So uh, take some learning with that car. Uh, you'll see us here probably probably pretty much every week, and we're going to help Mike You know when he's running the car. Um, so I'll probably be here most of the time, but Pittsburgh's a great place, and Miley family does a good job with it after all these years, you know. So 
got to thank them. Uh, obviously, Mike for putting me in the car and all of Mike's sponsors. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna turn around. We'll we'll do a little help here now and here. Let's go. Let's let's look at those. And since you probably don't know them off heart, <laughs> yeah, uh, Zerim Steyer and Auto. I know they do a lot for the Speedway and they helped Mike out this year. Uh, Gravener, Mr. Magic, DePauli, um, Animal. I guess that's about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your pro stock winner, Noah Brunell. In the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks perennial champion, Stephen Sheltman, back holding the checkered flag in the 17S car. Sheltman fresh back from his trip to Bristol Motor Speedway with that hobby stock. He took uh, the win over Adam Free. Frank McGill, Carly Kovacs, Matt Bernard in the top five. Sixth through tenth were Robert Betts, Kayla McManus, Ed Sheltman, Tom Anton, and Cody Bahana. Pretty hard hit with uh, Frank McGill and Ben Anton. Everyone was okay, but a couple of cars pretty well taken out there on opening night in the hobby stock division. In the Crawford Auto Repair Open Fours, our four-cylinder feature, it was Bill Tennant out of Collier's West Virginia. He also won the heat race in that division and Cameron Hollister first ever career win in our open for or rather in our young gun feature that's the crop or that is the always safe young guns and Cam Hollister picks up the win there five division show coming up yet again this Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway pro stocks will be off the card as they're off doing something else with the Penn Ohio series so we welcome in the rush wingless sprint cars uh, that will be this coming Saturday night. Please join us at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Follow along on ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. For Rapid on Racing, this is Jim Zufall. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. 
This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Listeners, joining me now is the driver of the Hoods Up Quick Lube, Drew's Auto Service, Top Care Lawn Care, number 5K, Young Gun Division driver, Logan Catellis. Logan, how's it going, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you on here. So, uh, Logan, this is going to be your first year in competitive racing. Um, have never raced a go-kart before or anything like that, but you come from a very rich and thick um, family of racing, and you decided to throw your hat in the ring this year, and you got yourself a car, and you're going to be racing in the 2021 Young Guns Division at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tell me how uh, how the preparation has gone for that. What have you been doing uh, so far to kind of get ready for the season opener on what would have already happened as listeners are listening to this now but the opener on may 1st yeah so uh we had a lot of off-season work i actually got surprised with the car by my family on my birthday 15th birthday we were going down the shop to see my brother's wraps and i got in my brother's car and just i see a yellow cavalier pulling up and it was awesome i couldn't believe it and uh we've been Last two weeks, we've been going down. I've been going down Dog Hollow, ran a few for uh, practice sessions, and I went down Latrobe Speedway for their open practice to get some laps under my belt before I go out and have a race. So did it come naturally to you, or did you kind of find yourself learning as you go? Um, tell me about those experiences racing in those practice sessions. Oh, it was like the greatest thing ever. I started out pretty you know like any other driver but i got used to the car used to the track and my dad even had to tell me to slow down a little bit don't even be a hero it's only practice at latrobe the second time out so i thought i was happy with myself going out and practicing and Latrobe's a nice track to practice on, too, because it's a big half mile, which is pretty comparable to what Pittsburgh is, maybe Pittsburgh being a little bit bigger. But it's nice to know that you kind of took to it, and you're going to be starting in a division where uh, more youthful drivers will have a chance to learn and, and kind of get on their feet before jumping into the open four-cylinder division. So um, what are your expectations for the season, Logan? What would you consider to be a successful season in your first year? Success would be uh, get some wins under my belt. You know, get a few wins and have fun racing and just enjoy it. Get uh get used to working on race cars and yeah, just win some win races and just have fun with it. Well, the nice thing about that is you kind of already have experience working on race cars as two of your brothers are um, competitors at Pittsburgh in the hobby stock division. Uh, talk to me about your experience working with your brothers, Cody and Jonathan Catellis. Yeah, so they've been running hobby stocks now. My brother, this is his, Cody, his second season, and John going into his second too. So I've been helping on him, you know, changing tires and not really nothing with the motor yet, but hopefully I'll get to get the experience side and get to work on them more, the motors. 
15 years old jumping into a race car. Um, it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's not every day that a 15-year-old kid gets to jump into it, but it's not uncommon in Western Pennsylvania. A lot of younger drivers are starting to make their way up through the ranks now, and Logan, you're now joining them. So not only do you work pretty heavily with the racing program there for the Catellus Racing Team, but you also work on the racing page um, on Facebook. Talk to me about what your responsibilities are with the um, racing page on Facebook. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, use that racing page to keep up with our fans and sponsors and try to represent our sponsors and just us as a family and racing family. We we love to do it, and I just like to spread that to people and let them know when we're racing and how we're doing doing it. Fans, if you're just tuning in, we are speaking with Logan Catellus, driver of the number 5K Young Gun uh, four-cylinder at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. This will be his first year of racing uh, officially. Never did go-karts before, just decided to jump into a four-cylinder car. So, Logan, let's talk about your goals, um, not only for short-term, but long-term as well. Let's actually go ahead and just start with short-term. What are your short-term goals for this season and maybe for the next couple of seasons coming up? What, what do you expect to accomplish? I expect to, you know, be a good racer and win races and be a good competitor and just a good person at the track to all my competitors and maybe even jump in one of my brother's hobby stocks in a few years or I don't know. We'll see how that goes. And yeah, I just want to be a good competitor and have fun racing it and just have fun at the track and just enjoy doing it. That's right. That's right. I mean, having fun is the most important thing. And uh, luckily in the Young Guns division, not a whole lot of pressure. It's a nice starting stage. And then when you get up into the Open Fours, some fierce competition there at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in the Open Fours. Uh, a lot of talented drivers in that division. So it'll definitely be a nice addition here in a few years when you get up to that point. But let's talk about long-term goals now. What are some of the long-term goals that you're looking to accomplish in racing? Long-term, I would maybe like to one day, you know, get in them big divisions like super late models, but I don't know, maybe even a crate, but yeah, so I, I always want, want to drive a super late model. I always like them, and that would be pretty good for me to, in a, many years, you know, try to get in one of them big late models. Well, certainly not out of reach. You never know. I mean, the nice thing is, is having that experience driving up through the ranks of Pittsburgh, come Pittsburgh, Pittsburgher season, um, you know, we could be seeing a Catellus behind the wheel of a super late model uh, competing against some of the best in the nation. So definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Logan, you do have a lot of people in your crew there. I call it a clan pretty much. It's the Catellus clan. Uh, but why don't we go ahead and take some time right now to thank some of the people who helped make the Catellus racing family possible. Yeah, so my my mom, my dad, Cody, Jonathan, Blake, my brothers, uh, my pap Drew helps us a lot on our cars and keep our cars down the shop. Kim, his his wife, my uncle Dave, he's a always fun being around him down there. Um, we got uh, Uncle Joe and Joey Catellus. Um, James Barber helps us down there in the pits lucas weaver bob weaver his dad Derek quigley sandy quigley fred barney's been helping us for years he's been going to the races for a while um the hoods up quick loop crew 
they go down to the races a lot and the Weldon family. Well, let's go ahead and touch on some of your sponsors as well. I did so earlier in the interview here, but why don't we go ahead and thank your sponsors as well? Yeah. Um, what's up, Quick Lube, Drew's Auto Service, Top Care Lawn Care, Royal Purple, RHI, Magnesita, Cam Oil, Model Cleaners, Psycho Performance, RJ Tire Sales, and Mighty Auto Parts. Tell me, did you have those all written down, or did you remember those right off the top of your head? Yeah, I had them written down. Some of them. <laughs> hey, no, that's okay. That's okay. You don't want to forget anybody, so that's quite all yeah, right. Yeah, I probably would have forgot some of them. <laughs> Good preparation. Well, I'll tell you what. If you put that kind of preparation into your race season, I'm sure you're not going to have any issues. Well, Logan, we're running up on a commercial break here. I want to thank you very much for your time. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Saturday night racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. We have a little something different for the Tom Lang Report tonight. Tom is on a road trip to Bowling Green, Kentucky with the P2 Contracting drag car. And he's going to share some special memories that he has accumulated from his time at Open Throttle 360. We're going to hear from Scott Bloomquist, John Hafner, and Lisa Norman. And I hope you enjoy this trip down memory lane. I'm talking to the man when it comes to dirt late models, Scott Bloomquist. Scott, uh, nice to see you here at Larnerville. When you roll into these tracks that you may only visit once or twice a year, but some of the local guys who are here racing tonight, they race here every Friday. Do they have any kind of advantage because they're used to this track? You know, to some degree, they do. 
but we've got a 70% win rate for our first visit to a racetrack, so we're not insecure to travel and go into new places and feel confident in our equipment enough that once we get there, we make quick adjustments uh, for the racetrack and usually roll with it pretty fast. Now, you've been here for three days. This is your third night of racing. Is the track much different from the first night to the third night? for you to adapt to it? It's been a little different the, the first two nights. You know, it's definitely going to get dry, hard, and slick, and uh, it's going to be a driver's racetrack for sure. Most fans and racers would consider you one of the top drivers in this sport. Does that put any pressure on you to perform when you come to a race? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, there is a certain amount, but... You know, you got all these guys in the pits also. You know, everybody's expecting quite a bit of you when you go into a racetrack. And, you know, but the pressure probably comes uh, from what I put on myself. This is what I do for a living. And, you know, it's, it's almost like you must perform. This is how you eat. A lot of people, they have to be out of the sport a long time to get in the Hall of Fame. I understand you are a Hall of Fame driver. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure how they choose who gets in there, but I've been racing 35 years now, so uh, it's quite some time, and we've won every major event that there's ever been in the sport. So, I, you know, I think uh, that might be some of what made them consider us. Everybody considers you one of the top guns. Is it like being a gunfighter in the Old West that people are actually got the mark on you, they're looking to beat you? Yeah, not, not so much. Most of them race pretty clean. Uh, you know, but occasionally you, you get to some racetracks and, and somebody just, just wants to say they finished in front of you, whether it's a heat race or whatever it is, or, you know, or beat you at any given time. And, uh, you know, they might race a little bit rough or a little aggressive or over-aggressive. That's a little upsetting sometimes if they damage your equipment. But, you know, we've got everything it takes to replace anything on the car, and we just get in there and we'll fix it and get back after it. So it's not too bad. You feel good about tonight? Yeah, real good. Okay. like to see you in the winner's circle. Sounds good. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, and good luck tonight. You bet. Thank you. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. We're not going to make a star out of you. Oh, you have to. Well, I'm not a star yet. Well, you will be when I get done with you. Okay. There you go. Joining us now is John Hafner. John's one of the most seasoned competitors in the area, auto racing. And I say seasoned because that's a nice way of saying old. Old, yes. You want me to tell you how old I am? Okay. I am 86. Now what? When is the very first time you went to a racetrack? Were you a fan, a racer? I was a racer. 
I had a car that was a five-window B-model coupe, and I was the champion at Green Valley, and I was also the champion at Valley Speedway in Aliquippa. That's two tracks. First year you race. Try that. What year was that? 1953. Okay, that was before my time. No. I was only born in 57. Holy Christ, you wasn't even in diapers when I was racing. What class of racing was that? All they raced back then was coupes. And I won the first race at the Green Valley Speedway. Buddy O'Connor was promoting it. And Gus Linder and Dick Linder, and he just invited all his buddies there. And I kicked their bums. Gus Linder, Dick Linder, Buddy O'Connor, that's like a Hall of Fame right there. Oh, yeah. No problem. So you raced against all the big names in this area. Yeah. Between those days and what you see out in the racetrack now, what's the biggest difference? Nobody builds their cars anymore from a junkyard. You'd go to a junkyard, get your stuff, put it together, do what you had to do, and go racing with it. Of all the races you've won in your career, what was the biggest, most important race that you won? The first race at Green Valley Speedway. That was your most important win? Yeah. So it was all downhill after that? Oh, yeah. Clean house. What's the biggest challenge you see facing the modern race car driver? Money. Takes a lot of money to make them go. Oh, yeah. The more money you got, the faster you go. John, you've been a lot of fun. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us here on Open Throttle 360. Yeah. And uh, tell them I look like Jack Nicholson. They can figure that out for themselves. Yeah. (laughs) This is Tom Lang reporting for Open Throttle 360. Open Throttle. You mean Wide Open Throttle. Yeah, that's where the name came from, Wide Open Throttle. It's the way you used to race, right? Yeah. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. A driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. My name is Lisa Norman. I am a member of the Gearhead Girls. I've been racing for five years up at Pittsburgh Raceway Park in New Alexandria. I have a very touching story of how I got started drag racing. Five years ago, my husband lost his identical twin brother to post-traumatic stress syndrome. And he was in a very deep depression. He didn't want to eat, he didn't want to shower, he didn't want to do anything. There was no life in him whatsoever. His brother had willed him a 1972 Vega, and it was very heart-wrenching for him to work on this Vega. We had a buddy named Brian who uh, wanted to get back into drag racing. I didn't know a thing about drag racing. 
I've never been to a drag strip, never watched drag racing, never been behind the wheel, didn't even see a drag car other than the Vega that came to our house after he passed away. Brian and Lee were in the garage with Matt, and of course I'm a girl and I'm not allowed in the garage, and I was just kind of an outcast off to the side, just wrenching away on my own. They were putting a new fuel line in Brian's Monte Carlo, and they were talking about how they used to drag race when they were younger, and how they used to change their tires along Route 22 to get into the drag park, and I finally saw the light go on in Lee's eyes. I finally saw that he was passionate about something, and I knew right then and there that that was the ticket. That's how I was going to bring him back. That's how I was going to get him passionate about life again. Later that evening, we were sitting around, and we were talking about drag racing, which again, I knew nothing about. And they thought, wouldn't it be funny to get you to start drag racing against Brian to get Lee out of his depression? We didn't think Lee was going to go for it. We ended up getting on Craigslist and finding a 1985 Pontiac Grand Prix, and in doing so, got Lee out of the depression. When I got in it, I was nervous. I didn't know anything about drag racing. I didn't know anything about the car, but I knew one thing. Lee was out of the house and Lee was excited. And Lee was excited that we were back at the drag strip. Lee was excited that we were drag racing. Was I scared? Absolutely. But I've been drag racing for five years now. I love every minute of it, how fast I go. I love the car. And now our whole entire family does it. Now Lee has a 1985 S10 with a 598 in it and now he's drag racing. And there's not a weekend that goes by that we're not up there during the season drag racing. And that light is finally back in his eyes. Being a drag race guy my whole life, and I've been doing media since 89, that's one of the best stories about racing I have ever heard. That, you know, racing basically saved your husband's life. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Ryan, I know this is big for you. Um, third career win here at the track, but this track just has a lot of meaning to you and your family. Last year you made your debut and you won, and the person who greeted you in victory lane via cell phone was your father. He wasn't able to be with us that night. The night you got your second career win, he was here. But tonight, your first win since the passing of your dad, Rick, and... I just want to congratulate you. Man, you did a hell of a job out there. Thank you. Uh, I'm, he'd, I'm sure he'd be glad to be here for sure, but 
They passed away five weeks ago, and it was probably the hardest thing I've ever went through in my life and wouldn't wish on anybody. And I'm just glad to come out here and finally get a win. We raced Battle Bay, and we've raced five times this year, not including tonight. And and um, we just needed one. We was, we was due. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, your dad is always going to be with you. Um, you know, they, they say you can weigh a man by his legacy, and his legacy is you and your two sisters and first-class people all the way. And, Ryan, why don't we just go ahead and just thank everybody who helped make this deal possible for you. Yeah, I have a lot of sponsors. Um, I, I really have had a hard time getting to the racetrack, finding people that have a commercial driver's license that can bring me now. I don't have my dad, and I'm not old enough yet to get him or I'd have him by now. Um, but I got to thank the few people that has took the time to bring me, um, a couple of different drivers in my family, my two sisters, my mom. And during the week, it's just me working on a car, but it's nice to have them there at the track to do things while I'm trying to get better and make sure we're on our top of our game. You know, you can't get the game behind, uh, especially at these big races and stuff. And these big race tracks can be hard to pass in a crate car, so you got to stay on top of it. And I got to thank all the drivers that's brought me here, Jim, um, Brandon, John, Brett, Scott. I might be missing one or two, but I got to thank them. I got a lot of amazing sponsors that helped me. I want to thank all them. I'm probably going to miss a few. Edward Fields Recycling and Salvage, Naraka Decals, RW Frazee Trucking, um, Glade Pipeline Services. Uh, I have a MS Shock Therapy. He does my shocks. I got to thank Mason Ziegler um, for a lot for the help and everything. He's This is one of his old cars, and, and me and him are pretty good buddies, and I'm glad that uh, he helps me out. Um, I also want to thank Ingram Racing Engines, Monet by Jenna Frazee, Kevin Smitley Trucking, and um, I just I got a lot of sponsors, Penske Shocks, and I think that's I think I got them all. But um, I got a lot of help, and we're going to race a lot this year, and we're going to have some fun. And my dad's I'm sure he's up there smiling down, so that's that's a plus. Ryan, I'm sure he is, and let's give a round of applause for the Addison Assassin, young Ryan Frazee, in Victory Lane third career win. Here at Lake Trobe. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Saturday night racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, 
the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating. All right, fans, Dave and I have some short track results. Based on the weather, we have very little, but we're going to give you what we have. Lernerville was rained out, and as we said earlier, uh, the alternative power sources bonus money uh, went to the sprint car winner Friday at Lernerville. Over at the Sharon Speedway, the All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, continued their uh, their Western Tour. Justin Peck scored his second All-Star Circuit Champion victories of the 2021 season at the Sharon Speedway's annual Buckeye Cup on Saturday, May 1st. Peck led every lap of the 30-lap contest. Peck is now 2-for-2 two two in the Buckeye State this season during the All-Star Championship point competition, locking down his first during the Atticus Spring Nationals on Saturday, April 3rd. Peck scored the win. Duncan had to settle for second, followed by Ian Madsen, Zeb Wise, and Bill Balog. Uh, Dave Blaney, who was battling for third at the time of the final checkers, was disqualified because he missed the scales at the conclusion of the main event. He was scored 25th. Over at the action at the Latrobe Speedway, an emotional win for Ryan Frazee and the Crate Late Models. Ryan uh, lost his father, Rick, about a month ago, and um, I saw some things on Facebook from, you know, Howie Bayless, and just a, an emotional, emotional win for a young man in, at his age and, you know, suffering the loss of his father. And uh, the young one, Jake Trotman, picking up the win of the Modifieds, Don. Dave, one of your favorite tracks, Hummingbird Speedway. Rich Wicker picked up the late model feature. In the semi-lates, it was Nick Erskine. And Jarrett Young won in the Economods. In the Super 6 lace model, it was Rod Phillips. In the Pro Stocks, it was Bruce Hartfelt. Hopefully next week we'll have a few more results if the weather, uh, if Mother Nature cooperates. Dave, I, I want to thank you for the results and the report, and uh, you have a nice evening. It's always a pleasure to, you know, report on things. And like you said, hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate. And I wish you uh, a good week. And we'll talk to you next, uh, next weekend, Don. Thank you. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rapid on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, Nightingale's Day Seal Coating, 
plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. And a thank you to you, my co-host, and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufault. Special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.